Jesus, getting us ready for that great day. Jesus, getting us ready for that great day. Jesus, getting us ready for that great day. Who shall be able to send? Stand well, sinners will be running on that great day. Sinners will be running on that great day. Sinners will be running on that great day. Who shall be able to stand? Jesus is getting us ready. Yes, he is. He's getting all of his people ready his disciples ready i'm telling you we getting it right we're getting back into the word of god yes we are we're getting to see what the word of god truly says and you know what we're on our jobs yes what's our job mm, we are disciples you better believe it we get out there and we tell the world that Jesus is getting us ready. That Jesus is soon to come. Hallelujah. We're telling the world that Jesus loves them. Welcome to another broadcast of Together With Him. I am Sister Ann. Yep, I'm Sister Ann. You know, I am full, 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 full. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, ministry doesn't start on and end on Sundays. No, it doesn't start and end on Sundays. Ministry, I'm telling you, ministry from the pulpit to the door. Every man, huh? especially daddies, fathers, I'm talking about people, your brothers, uncles, every man, woman, mamas, big mamas. Come on, girls, boy and girls. Look, we are all, we are all called to do the work of the Lord. Why? Because when he saves us, hmm, we're not supposed to just keep that good, that joy, that good news to ourselves. We're supposed to get out there. Hallelujah. We're supposed to tell the world. We're supposed to pick up our Bible. We're supposed that's our cue. Go get your Bible. <laughs> you know we are not here just to shoot from the hip and say what we think. Huh? We're here to get in to see what the word of God says. Huh? We are all called. We're all called to the work of the ministry. Big shout out to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My goodness, my goodness. Woo, God has strengthened me. I, I, I was on the battlefield last week, y'all. On the battlefield. You better believe it. And you know what? We have victory in Jesus. Big shout out to the uh, New Life Christian Center. My goodness, we're uh, Bishop Clyde. Irvin and Yolanda Lady Yolanda Irvin are on the battlefield for the Lord. Oh my goodness. Those men, that man, man and woman of God, those people of God down there, they handle it. They press in and do all of their what it, all of their work. Whatever the Lord has called them to do. Big shout out to the uh musicians. Amen. And the praise team. Now, they they broadcast on Sundays too. 
So if you can't make it down there to 2901 Benton Plaza, okay, now you, I just gave, that's that address. You want a good church home? Get on down there. Uh, but if you can't make it to 2901 Benton Plaza, go ahead and uh, go ahead and log in. Uh, they're on Facebook. They do the broadcast on Facebook for sure. And they start at 11, around 11, 11.15 or so, but 11, huh? And be ready on Sunday mornings. I know you was ready this morning. I know you were ready to get your praise on, to get your fellowship on, to get that word of God down on the inside of you from the man or woman of God. I know you were ready and I know you went out and did the darn thing. Did you lift him up this morning? I know I did. Yes. You know, we uh, here at Labor's Force Harvest Ministry, I just wanted ministries. I just want to talk to you a little bit, tell you a little bit about what we did today and what we do on the second and fourth Sunday. Uh, we have been dedicated. They have been gracious down in New Life Christian Center, New Life Worship Center. Uh, and they have been gracious to give us some space down there. So if you have a young person, five to 12 hmm? young person five to 12 years old on the second or fourth sunday come on down there and fellowship with the laborers for his harvest ministries and we handle the youth program that it's church camp yes big ups to church camp you know you don't have to dress up get your kid you know go ahead and and get them clean so they'll feel good hmm? and then come on come on you got some jeans a t-shirt whatever you have to put on your child and bring them to the house of the lord and we have another announcement a little later on where we're working on coming to pick up yes we're, we'll come and get you family <laughs> see it's about families getting in and learning about the wonders of jesus so you have a good safe place where your little ones can hang out your young people can hang out and then you get to enjoy the household of faith amen where suffolk and bishop clyde irvin and yolanda irvin just do it they pour into the people and the people of God. Amen. You're invited. You're cordially invited. Amen. All right. And I want to give a big shout out to the LFHHM volunteers. We have a young sister. I tell you that young sister. And she's young. She's a, a Kai. Sister Kai, big shout out to you. Huh? Woo. Uh, that you pour in to your kids, huh? But then wh when they raise up and God raises them up, they are such a big help. And I'm talking about as they grow in God, they will be a blessing to you. Come on, parents. Come on, grandparents. Come on. And pour into your young person. Big shout out to Sister Kai. Thank you. huh? Thank you. And all of the LFHHM volunteers, Mother Ida, our honorary mother, for the ministry big shout out to you mother ida god bless you amen and we're working on getting those uh marshmallow uh marshmallow balls <laughs> do y'all remember the marshmallow balls now you know mother ida she is a blessing and she wanted the kids to get marshmallow balls for their snacks now now i looked around i just couldn't find any <laughs> find any as i just rushed through the store trying to get everything amen big shout out to you men and women of god 
those that are curious about who Jesus is, amen, those that are growing in God, big shout out to you, welcome to another broadcast, I am Sister Ann, where's my fan, did I get it all in, did I get it all in, I think I did, amen, and you know, I want to, here's another thing that I tell you, young people, and there's always an opportunity to minister to people. And I want you to know that. So this is a short testimony. When you really want to minister to people, I'm talking about to us, the disciples, those that are saved, those that want to go ahead and be on the battlefield for the Lord, be in the vineyard and invite people to church and to really love on people in the way that God is called and draw them to Christ. Well, you know, you look around, you'll be able to find them. And there was, I want to say a big shout out to little brother Wiley and brother Jensen. Hmm. They had a lemonade stand. Yep. <laughs> they had a lemonade stand. And you know, we donated. Yes, we did. Labors for his harvest ministries. We uh, bought us uh, some lemonade, which was delicious, by the way. And we bought some lemonade and then we gave a donation for someone who may have not been able to afford a glass of lemonade. Mm -hmm. So that we gave a donation for the next person who may not be able to afford a glass of lemonade. So, and you know, Brother Wiley, I believe he was the oldest. And he just was just uh, very helpful. And it was great customer service, delicious lemonade. And just big shout out to you, young people. Hmm? Opportunities, opportunities to, to, sh to share the good news just by saying, God bless you, I see you. And providing a safe environment to our young people. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, look, get your Bible. I know you got it. I know you grabbed it. But you know what I like to do. Right off the bat, I like to get my praise on. See, you know, when you praise the Lord, you usher in his presence. It's like God is not going to, he's like, he's happy about it. All right, uh, Dr. Anthony Clark, big shout out to you. Dr. Anthony Clark, Capsom in Blue Springs. It's a wonderful ministry. You want that good teaching ministry. Amen. They are in uh, Blue Springs, Dr. Anthony Clark, he's out there on Facebook. Reach out to them and they will uh, be glad to tell you more about the ministry. And you're, I know you're welcome uh, there too. All right. God bless you, Dr. Anthony Clark. But, you know, I like to usher in the presence of the Lord. I like to say hello. God bless you, God. I love you. You know, I want, I, it's not just me here. It's not just you here. Uh, we're not just here just to be here. We are here for the Lord's spirit to hang out, to minister to us. And we want to bless him. Hallelujah. You know, we want to hallelujah, give him some glory, give him some praise. So, you know, I love my praise breaks. And I found this praise break. Amen. This praise break. Oh, let me see. It is. Uh, let me see what the name of this praise break is. It is uh, Dr. or Pastor T.J. McBride and the, his fellowship. 
And he, uh, Pastor T.J. McBride and, and the fellowship there, I tell you, they really praise the Lord. And, you know, we're just going to go ahead and take a little snippet, a little time, huh, to go ahead and bless the Lord. Let's bless the Lord with them. Amen. Come on, come on, come on, come on now. All right now. <laughs> about giving God the glory because then you get your mind off of the issues of life. Uh, I don't want to think about the issues, slew foot, tripping or whatever. See, when you get to praising him, you know, all right, all right, he's better. He's better than crack cocaine. Yeah, he's better than meth. He's better than alcohol. He's better than marijuana. Come on, way better. 
Come on, the spirit of the Lord lifting him up is way better, better than any aphrodisiac you can take, better than any act of whatever uh, uh, freakiness you want to get on with. Come on, now get to praising the Lord. See, he's better, he's better. And you know what? In the praise, you get some strength. Yes, you do. Huh? You get some strength in the praise. Yes, you do. You get you get some some joy in the praise, but you get some strength whenever you're going through. This is the gist of all of what we're talking about today. We're talking about taking the keys, tools and opportunity. Hallelujah. To have Jesus. Huh? My strength comes from the Lord. Amen. How about your strength? You know, believers, old schoolers, those that just got saved, come on last month and been clean all month long. Hmm? Those that just got saved and uh, after a week, you just feel fresh because you've been holding on. And, and guess what? You know that you got ministered to and delivered to by the word of God. Amen. But ministered to by the word of God through the word of God. And then God delivered. Hallelujah. Through the word of God. And you believed and something on the inside gave you some strength to resist that devil, resist temptation, resist all of the, the idols, thinking that you're all that in the stress of life. Amen. Huh? Resist giving up, resisting, uh, sacrificing, uh, your, your body, yourself or whatever, resisting, throwing in the towel, resisting all of the temptations of life. Huh? It was the strength of the word of God, my strength, huh, comes from the Lord. And that's one thing that believers can share. They can tell you over and over again how the Lord came through for them, how they were down, but then somebody picked picked up the phone, huh, picked up the phone and said, hey, sis, bruh, I was just thinking about you. Or uh, the song came on the, the radio or the scripture, or the man of God came, the woman of God came on the TV and something in the word, something in that message strengthen you. We know what it is. We know who it is. It's our God. Hallelujah. My strength comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. God God strengthened me and helped me. See, those are those are two things, two things that we ask of the Lord. God strengthen me and help me. Because hmm? if we could do it all by ourselves, uh, our silly selves, let me just kind of slow down a bit, huh? Uh, we were talking about and have been talking about idols. But you know, you can make yourself an idol. You can lift yourself up. You know, look, them, them tennis shoes and that outfit and that T-shirt and that uh, baseball cap. And, uh, oh, my goodness, or that suit and that dress and that hat. Look, uh, whatever floats your boat and, and, and uh, makes you feel like you're all that king of kings and swing, queen of queens. Look, look, we can make ourselves out to be. Uh, the bag of chips, the cat's meow, and the dog's bow wow. Well, I'm, I, I don't know why I'm going here still. 
But even in that, hmm, when we get to going through something and we realize, we realize it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm not all that. I still need God. And you know what? If we can live to know that we need Jesus in the morning to even wake up, we need God. God breathes the breath of life in our bodies to wake up. He tells us to wake up. We need him in the afternoon. We need him in the evening. We need him in the nighttime. If we can realize that and hold on to that, then we will be all right. I don't care what it looks like. Yes, because we have our trials, our situations where we walk away and then we have to walk it out. We might walk away from God. Yeah, it's a lot of people walk away from God and and sin. But then they find themselves in situations tied up, locked up, in bondage, whatever. Hmm? But if we just know that we can come to God, hmm, turn it around. We can stop where we are. Where? What do we do when we mess up? Stop it right there. Hmm? Repent. God help me. Give me the strength and help me. And keep moving from that point forward. And I'm, I'm going to show you. We're going to look at that in the word so that we can hold on to it. Hmm? Don't stop. Don't quit. My strength comes from the Lord let's go ahead and turn to Isaiah chapter 41 let's do that amen Isaiah chapter 41 now Isaiah is in the Old Testament and he's called that eagle eye prophet yeah Isaiah he God really really showed out in Isaiah it gave him good word even where Jesus read from the book of Isaiah the prophecy foretelling of Jesus coming Yes, hallelujah, is in the book of Isaiah. And let's look. We'll look at that. It's coming. We'll look at that a little later. A little later on as we come together, focusing on the word of God. Let's look. So we're looking at Isaiah chapter 41, and we're going to look at verses 9 and 10. Hmm. Now, this is a message to the children of Israel Mm -hmm. now we as the church we don't replace the children of Israel we don't replace Israel we're not no we we don't we're the church amen we've been grafted in God has made us a part of him too Uh, his kingdom yeah so what God has done with Israel is that they became the first, the chosen. God used them in the beginning as his children to to make covenant with them and to show the world hmm, how faithful he is to his people. So, you know, the children of Israel, we've read it, found themselves in a bad way, up and down, round and round, different kings, different situations, idolatry huge idolatry we read about that that's worshiping idols any idol i don't care what it is Hmm? idols people places uh you know uh, i'm going to go to this particular place and i'm going to do this annually and this is 
without without taking the worship that is due God and giving it to something. We don't do that as believers. And, you know, Israel found themselves in all kinds of ways. But, you know, God is faithful. God is faithful. And he's given us as the believers, body of Christ, the opportunity while we wake up every day. It's another opportunity to get it right. It's another opportunity to come to him. It's another opportunity where God shows his love for us. But then we show our love for him by giving our lives back to him. So let's look here. This is to the children of Israel. But he says, you. You whom I, the Lord, have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its remote parts and said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you, even though you are exiled. Yeah, and I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. You know, that's what I like. I I prefer that to kind of break it down. Yeah, see, the, the children of Israel, see, back in the day, they found that they just didn't get away with sin. When God would just warn them, warn them, tell them, tell them. Because, see, there's a process that God has already set in place. He says, if you do good, you know, you'll be blessed. If you uh, do bad, huh? It, it, the curse is there. He set it in motion. That's creator God. So he's telling the children of Israel, look, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Hmm? Uh, love thy neighbor as thyself. Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Uh, you know, all of the Ten Commandments. He, but he, not just the Ten Commandments, but his word in itself is there to instruct us and lead us and guide us. Well, when we, when we, huh, because we can all find ourselves in that situation. That's why uh, we focus on God so we don't turn away from God and start living like the world no we've been born again the children of Israel found themselves in exile even though they were in exile God says that he took them from the ends of the earth called them from remote parts and then that you are my servant I, I would love to be I am I love being a servant of the Lord I just want to make that statement. He says, I have chosen you and have not rejected you, even though you are exiled. Verse 10, do not fear anything. Huh? God, come on. Do not fear anything. This is God talking to his people. For I am with you. What, Lord? Even when I'm not doing right, are you with me? He was. They were in exile. Hmm? Come on. Do not be afraid. For I am for you. Yes, that covenant relationship that the Lord has with his people. I will strengthen you. Be assured I will help you. This is a promise from God that he will do that for us. He's not going to turn us away. Every day we wake up, here's another chance, another opportunity. Amen. To get it right in him, to be strengthened by God. He says, I will strengthen you. Thank you, Jesus. I will help you. Come on, God. Thank you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. 
See, God says that he's going to do that for his chosen people. Now, this is this is peculiar. You know, people say, oh, well, you know, God is if he was so good, then why would he allow for this to happen? Well, look, evil things. We live in a fallen world. We do. Even things ha- evil things happen because we live in a fallen world. But we as believers have an opportunity to be that light, to be that change. Amen. And one part of being saved is that God empowers us with his Holy Spirit. We just read it. Huh? A hand of justice. So he's going to help us by giving us justice and the opportunity to to reflect and do justice here on earth of power, of victory, of salvation see God's salvation it's way more than just heaven or hell thank God for the heaven (laughs) I can't wait right I I want him to come his kingdom come thank you Jesus but even still his will is going to be done because he's going to give us the strength to do it so that's not an excuse not to love God I would say people turn their backs on God because they want to they don't want to be saved you don't have to make excuses for God, uh, the God, the God, the one and only true God that created the world out of nothing, hmm? nothing. Come on. So he's sovereign. He created the world. Who are we to judge? He even created us. So why should we judge whether or not we want to be saved or follow him or whether or not he's good or what huh? to follow? After he's even done those great magnificent things for us. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't even be here to have a mind to think this out. Right. So with that, hear God, he says that he will give us our help. Thank you, Jesus. And we can hold on to that. That's in the Old Testament. Amen. So even the Old Testament to his people, he's faithful and he brought that out to his people. Now, we as New Testament believers, the church, we've been grafted in. In other words, God, he died not just for the Old Testament, for those that were born before he came. Jesus came, manifested in the flesh. God manifested in the flesh, fully God and fully man. Okay, remember St. John chapter 1, verse 1. Read 1 through 14. Come on. So, When we see that, here we are, we know that God is faithful, not just to the Old Testament, but we're going to see where he's faithful and he's going to strengthen us in the New Testament. There's no excuses. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God, strengthen me and help me. Think about that simple prayer. God, strengthen me and help me. And here he says that he will certainly do it. We just read that he will certainly do it. All right. Now, let's look at this. Here's another prayer. Jesus, let your power rest on me. Hmm. Now, you remember that story about uh, Samson? The story of Samson. Now, this guy, he was called a judge. In the day of the Lord, uh, they were going through. They would be with the Lord, and then they would backslide and go into captivity and 
there would be oppressors that would oppress them for so long and here comes the deliverer god will send someone raise someone up up to come and deliver them from this situation okay that's kind of been god's way you know sometimes he doesn't always have he doesn't always have to do it that way hasn't always done it that way Mm. but here here was a guy named samson now we all know the story samson was a strong man Mm. he was a strong man but it was a peculiar thing because there was nothing about him that you could look at Samson and say, okay, well, he's strong. I can see where he's strong. He wasn't standing nine feet tall like a giant with muscles. Brothers, he wasn't pumping iron, you know, lifting. You know, he wasn't trying to get his weight back, uh, try to get his weight up. You know how you brothers be talking. There was nothing peculiar about him. Hmm? He was just called and ordained even though he didn't really want to accept his calling as a judge and a judge ruled over Israel and was uh you know a deliverer in some ways but Samson was a mess he was a mess even though he was ordained even though in his mother's womb you know it was his mother got ministered to and said look don't drink any wine and don't cut his hair now that's old testament you guys, you know, I'm not judging how you cut, whether you cut your son's hair or not in 2022. But if you want to budget and go see a barber. All right. But here, he was a Nazarite. There was a purpose in this. There was a calling that God had given that woman. There was a purpose in being a Nazarite that God called these, this, this group of people that he set aside for a particular Uh, duty which was to be a judge here so she did her part she didn't drink any wine and then she uh, didn't cut the the baby's hair didn't cut the boy's hair and there was something about it because we know the story and that how Samson uh, the strength was in his hair we know that. Yeah. The strength of Samson, it wasn't that he had the biceps and triceps and all that because he displayed miraculous power. I mean, boy was tearing off gates to cities and carrying them uh, up up to hills, right? And he was taking uh, the jawbone of a donkey and fighting the Philistines under the uh, miraculous unction and strength and power of God. So this was supernatural strength. This was nothing that he could even build up. This was a gift that was given to him. And, and he really, oh boy, just, he didn't, uh, he didn't appreciate it. Oh boy, I don't even know if he even got the picture at the end. Hmm? Because we know that Samson was hanging out with Delilah. You know, he had unforgiveness and bitterness and, oh, man, he just went through, you know, laying with prostitutes and, you know, just was kind of a weird guy in that he didn't value the gift that God gave him. He just took advantage of it and did the sin and then uh, because God is with them, you know, he would shake himself 
but it was because of the purpose that God had for him. He would just shake himself, and then all of a sudden he'd get his strength back. God, the unction of the Holy Spirit, would come upon him, and he would do these great feats. But he didn't appreciate it. Hmm. All right. Now, even in that, he didn't appreciate it. And then what happens? Hmm. He still, he was still playing with the enemy. See, some strength, there's a calling that God has on, on lives. And I would say every single life, every single called and chosen person, every single saved person, that means that there is a call on our life. God has something for each of us to do. And it's very important that we value the gifts that he's given us. Find out what he has for us to do. Find out the gifts and then value them. Huh? And don't dance in the devil's territory. Huh? Don't be Slewfoot's partner. Don't live on the edge thinking, oh, well, you know, I can just... Uh, live on the edge I can have I can just be around folks that's getting high but I don't have to get high I can be around folks that's smoking weed but I don't have to smoke the weed right don't even hang with them don't even hang with people who are worldly we're supposed to separate ourselves we don't even want to be in the testimony especially if you have we don't even want to be in the testimony that we were hanging with people that were uh, sinners, you know, especially if we're called to be saved. And especially if we had a problem with that area when we weren't saved. If God delivered and saved us from alcohol, don't go to the bar. Yeah, this might sound a little elementary. Uh, Don't hang out at the liquor store talking about you're going to catch folks going in the liquor store and minister to them. No, God will bring them to you. You don't have to go look for alcoholics. God will bring them to you. Hmm? Those that smoke weed. Now, one thing about smoking weed, you know, folks that smoke weed, they want to hang with other folks that smoke weed. Everybody's smoking weed. You ever ever remember that when when you were smoking weed back in the day? You wanted to hang with other folks smoking weed. Well, we don't do that. We separate ourselves. And we certainly don't put our heads in the laps of the the enemy. (laughs) We don't just, oh, you know, just lay down knowing that our strength comes from the Lord. See, and this was something that Samson knew. He knew his strength came from the Lord. He knew where his strength was. It was in his hair, the symbol. He wasn't to cut it, but it was the symbol that God gave. It was the covenant. It was the the obedience point, which God has. And it's okay. Let's be obedient. Let's respect those obedience points. Okay, come on. Judges, that's in the Old Testament. Here we go. Thank you, Jesus. Judges chapter 16. Mm-mm-mm. Ooh, Lord. And here we're going to look at, start at verse, uh, d- verse 15. And read on down. Now, this is Delilah hmm, extracts his secret. Now, you can, it doesn't have to be a Delilah, sis. It could be a Delbert <laughs> or, uh, I don't know, uh, Damien. It could be any, any male or female. But here, 
Samson got to tripping. He didn't respect what God had given him. And he was he didn't respect the salvation that God had given him, the gifts that God had given him. And he was just going to go dance on the devil's territory anyway. Hmm? Thinking he was going to shake himself and God was still going to be there. God was going to strengthen him. Come on. Let's look at verse 15. Then she said to him, this is Delilah talking to Samson. Okay, let's see if you recognize this line. <laughs> Come on, brothers. Or do. Let, let's see, uh, sisters. Let's see if you recognize this. Then she said to him, how can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times and have not told me where your great strength lies. See, that was a secret. That was something between him and his God, his, his mom, the covenant that he, God had with him and his family, his heritage. That wasn't for the sinner woman, you know, the sinner man just to know or whatever, because then the enemy would come come out and take advantage and we know that's exactly what happened but did you check the sister out and check the lady out i don't think she was a sister because she was dancing on the devil's territory pretty hard there mm, she was like, oh you don't love me don't fall for that okie doke verse 16 when she pressured him day after day with her words pleaded with him he was annoyed to death see the thing about sin is that once you get delivered and saved, but then you want to keep hanging out with it, it, it's like the temptation. It's just going to keep knocking at the door. Keep knocking. Huh? It's like that. Oh, my goodness. It's like that uh, fire alarm where you don't change the battery and it just keeps beeping. Beep. Beep. Change the battery. Right? Huh? Get get away from the problem. Don't hang out with the problem, the issue, the temptation. Huh? She pressured him day after day with her words and pleaded with him. He was annoyed to death. Then finally he told her everything that was in his heart and said to her, A razor has never been used on my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb if i shaved and i am shaved if i am shaved then my strength will leave me and i will become weak and be like any other man now what red flags did you see there red flag look he didn't get away from the sister, even though, or the woman, even though it annoyed him to death, he still hung in there. That was a red flag. Brother wanted some, he wanted some pressure. He just wanted to give up something more. He was not too bright. I can't figure the story out. I can't, I can't figure out Samson. Look, if you're annoyed to death, leave. Come on, but he didn't do it. He still stuck, stuck in there, let, laying his head in the lap of Satan. Come on. And then what was the other one? The other red flag that he was that he told her everything that was in his heart. Huh? The heart belongs to the Lord. That was a covenant. That was uh, something for him to know and not let the world find out whatever. But he didn't even care. He just went on ahead and told this sinner everything. Yeah. And, and what happened? Okay, let's see what happened. Verse 
there we go. Verse 18. Then the, the Delilah realized that he had told her everything in his heart. So she sent and called for the Philistine Lord saying, come up this once because he has told me everything in his heart. Then the Philistine lords came up to her and brought the money they had promised in their hands. She sold him out. Hmm? You don't think the devil's going to sell you out? Now, look, Samson, he was the he was the FBI's uh he was on the FBI's most wanted list back in the day, the Philistines most wanted list. You know, God had given him supernatural strength. I mean, he was he was a catch. Yeah, but she didn't care. Yeah, all she wanted was the money. Sold him out. She made Samson sleep on her knees. And she called a man and had him shave off the seven braids of his head. Then she began to abuse Samson. And his strength left him. Mm-hmm. She began to poke him, might have went and got a pair of uh, whatever shears or something or took the shears or whatever, or got a whip or something, abused him. And it, it, look, he was like, woman, and he tried to shake himself. God said, um, I ain't doing it. You're done, bro. You know, and, and look, uh, it's over. <sighs> Man, I don't know how Samson felt. Don't shake yourself so many times thinking God's grace is going to come along and save you. Hmm? Don't do that. Don't do that. Let's hold on to the truth of God with everything. He'll strengthen us and he'll help us. We read that already. We know he will. Oh, my goodness. His strength left him. Come on. Verse 20. She said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he woke up from his sleep and said, I will go out as I have time after time and shake myself free. See, he's going to brag. Talking about he's going to do this again. For Samson did not know that the Lord had departed from him. My, my, my. Then the Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes. And they brought him down to Gaza and bound him with two bronze chains and was forced to be a grinder of grain into flour at the mill in the prison. Mm-mm-mm. Made it, turned him into a beast, a burden of beast. You can get get any old uh, beast, a, a cow, whatever, to turn that mill, put that yoke on you. All you do is go round and round in circles. That's what they did to Samson. Come on. But the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved off. Come on. Now the Philistine lords gathered to, gathered to offer a sacrifice to Dagon, their God, to celebrate. For they said, our God has given Samson, our enemy, into our hands. What? Ma. Uh, they had it all twisted up. Uh, yeah, the enemy will think that they got you. They will. Yeah, we belong to God. We still danced on the devil's territory, whatever. And God will come and get us out of our mess. And we'll shake him off, shake ourselves. Here come God, get us out of our mess. Uh, some of us fall, you know, before we get it together. I just tell the Lord, Lord, uh, uh, look, just help me. Because I'll, I'll get it together, God. 
You know, when I see I'm slipped or something happened in my life, whatever, back in the day I was walking, trying to learn how to walk in Jesus, I like I would hurry up and try to get this right because I wasn't trying to uh, be made a monkey out of, to be blinded like what they did. Gouged his eyes out, hmm? binded, blinded him and then binded him to put him on a meal to be like some beast. Huh? Now they're getting ready to make a fool out of him. Because they, they're thinking, okay, well, our God, you know, get rid of those idols. Can't nobody touch our Jesus. Can't nobody touch our God now. Get rid of those idols. Don't get it twisted. Verse 24, when the people saw Samson, they praised their God. For they said, our God has handed over our enemy to us, the ravager of our country, who has killed many of us. See, that was the assignment that was given to Samson. He, they were the enemy. Yeah, they were the enemy of God's people. And he was going to be their deliverer and their justifier. God was given some victories through him. Verse 30, 25. Now when they were in high spirits, they said, call for Samson so that he may amuse us. So they called Samson out of the prison and he entertained them. Made a fool out of him. Mm -mm -mm. They made him stand between the pillars. Then Samson said to the boy who held him by the hand, Let me feel the pillars on which the roof of the house rests, so that I may lean against them. Now the house was full of men and women. All the Philistine lords were there. And on the flat roof were about 3,000 men and women who looked on while Samson was entertaining them. My goodness. Now I'm going to stop right there because we know the story. We know the story. Samson did take and he leaned on those pillars. See, and uh, guess what? The house fell down and killed those people. You know, I'm just saying, God, God is not going to uh, be second to nobody. Yeah, they thought that was their God they gone to. Uh, no, that was God's man. And even still, when he passed, because he, he was caught up in it. He was caught up in it. When he passed, they came and got his body. His family came and got his body. And they buried him with the family plot, right? Okay. Now, I know you saw all kinds of situations in, in that story, especially here's a situation where God gave this man supernatural strength. When God gives us the strength, uh, appreciate it. Use it for the good. Use it for God's purpose. Amen. Respect it. Uh, don't don't just wallow. And I, I'm just hearing, you know, how the, you get the strength or you get the opportunity here. You you large and in charge those who are in uh, whatever office. You could be a boss on the job or whatever. You can be a maybe even successful business person or whatever or a pastor of a church or within the ranks of an organization. You know, you think it was your strength that did that. No, it's God's strength, especially when you're a believer, when we're called to him. Come on, let's grow up now. Come on. Now, here, here is where this scripture in the New Testament. See, Jesus came and he perfected. When he showed up, when God showed up here on earth, he perfected 
all and he revealed all through his blood the strengths and the deliverance and the salvation through his blood come on and now we can do so much more it wasn't just God with us huh with the human beings like we was with Samson it came upon Samson now he's in us through the Holy Spirit great wonderful God let's look at 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 and we're gonna wrap this up I love it it's delicious Let's look at verse, starting at verse 7. Let's look at verse 7. Now, this was Paul, the Apostle Paul, letter to the Corinthians, the second letter that he wrote to the Corinthian people. And this is Apostle Paul, and this was what he was telling. This is a testimony and a revelation of where he found us and where we he found himself, but then where we find ourselves, okay, as believers. A thorn in the flesh. He's telling about the thorn in his flesh. And this was something that just got on his nerves. Hmm. Something that the thorn, it was, we don't exactly know what it is or what it was. You know, it wasn't, actual, it wasn't an actual thorn that was sticking in him. But it was something that was bothering him a hindrance uh something that that uh, you know maybe it was because he had um wasn't the best looking guy because he wasn't or he had um situations with where it's kind of a weepy eyes uh, uh his speech wasn't perfect see paul wasn't a perfect good looking tall debonair looking man no he didn't have the biceps and triceps and wrote things down and said follow me as I follow Christ no he was just uh he was kind of a different you know he wasn't the best looking guy at all and he couldn't speak well not really you know so let's see let's start at verse 7 because of the surprising greatness and extraordinary nature of the revelations which I received from God for this reason to keep me from thinking of myself as important. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment and harass me, to keep me from exalting myself. Now, see, look, Paul wrote most of the books of the Bible that we read in the New Testament. Yes, he did that. And when he talked about he was a Hebrew of Hebrews, Hebrews. He was a Sanhedrin council. Look, he thought he was doing right by persecuting the church. He thought he was doing the right thing until the Lord knocked him off his horse, blinded him, and showed him that he was wrong and asked him, why was he doing this? He, and you know, you can't kick against God. And see, this was some someone that Paul, a Hebrew of Hebrews, when it came to spiritual things and, and here, he had it all together, but because God used him, because God had a purpose for him, even before the foundation of the world, right? Here, Paul, he was born just like the rest of us. He did not want Paul to think that he was all that in a bag of chips. And look, he was just the man. He was the man of the hour, the cat's meow, the dog's bow wow. When it came to spiritual revelation, had this great deep revelation of this and that. And No, God said, look, 
this is going to be a problem, Paul, because I'm going to show you something. So I'm going to have to just kind of let you know. Uh, now, this is me that's giving this to you. See, maybe that was what was wrong with Samson. Samson, look, he thought he was just going to just shake himself and do live any old kind of way, live Mr. Raggedy, live any old kind of way, shake himself, and God was going to be with him. That's the Old Testament. Well, and God has a better, more perfect purpose and plan through Christ. And, and he was not going to let us down. Definitely. Come on. So here he had to take the opportunity of those that were sent to the Gentiles. That's us. Come on. Raise your hand. If you wasn't born Jewish, come on. As everybody else been grafted in. Come on. So he, this was an important thing. God was not going to let a man get in the way of this happening for us. And he wanted this man of God to be focused on him, on God, not tripping off of himself, making himself some idol. Come on. Let's look at verse eight. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might leave me. He's talking about this thorn in the flesh. Verse nine. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough, always available, regardless of the situation. For my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness. Hmm? So when we look at some of our trials and the trials that we have just to get our work done, just to be that good parent, just to be that good business owner, employee, just to be that good lay member or worker or, or whatever position God has given us uh, in the church or whatever, just to do that, huh? we need to focus on God. And we're not going to have the strength. We're not going to have the strength to get this done. It's not going to be perfect. It's not, we're not going to have the strength because look, the evil day will come. Evil day meaning you will get older. <laughs> Your hair used to be full. Now it's thin. You used to be cute, fine, had that uh, 30, uh, 24 waist, and now it's uh, whatever, you know, it's bigger. You used to look like this, have this strength, be able to do that, be able to think and all that real fast, and now it takes a minute. See, those are the evil days. Come on. But know that we need to focus on God from the beginning to the end. And here we go, because he's going to give us the strength and power. And there are situations in life where we're not going to be Miss Perfect. Mr. Perfect is just not going to happen. And here, therefore, I all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses. See, I boast in my weaknesses. So that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me see where i can't jesus can when i used to be able to run and do what i need to do and i would brag about how i was working two jobs and all that i can't do it anymore huh so in all of my weakness here's the lord's strength 
let's take it more spiritually personal. The weakness that we have tend, some of us tend to gravitate and have the weakness of things that we've been delivered from and those, they just pop up. Sometimes, look, God is going to deliver us from the sins and weaknesses, maybe drugs, alcohol, illicit sex, you name it. All of the sins, lying, cheating. Come on. Sometimes they, you get delivered all at once. And sometimes, sometimes it just takes a while. So in the taking a while, just know that God will give you strength. Mm, it through his grace we've talked about it before mm, for my powers being perfected and is complete and shows itself most effectively in your weakness see this thing called salvation it, we got to walk it out jesus works it out but he is the victory to give us the strength through it all through it all hallelujah his power Thank you, Jesus. Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. So I am well pleased with weaknesses. Look, don't be, don't fall to the temptation. Don't fall to it. Don't say, oh, well, it's always on my mind. Something's wrong with me. I might as well go ahead and do it. No. Don't do that. That's not what he's talking about. He says, so I am well pleased with weaknesses. Okay, so it's going to come. And so what? That's what he's saying. With insults, come on, that's weaknesses with distresses. It's going to put us through the distress, the insults, uh, with persecutions, and with difficulties. It, like All of these things happen in life. And those are some pretty basic foundational things that happens to us in life. He says, for the sake of Christ, for when I am weak in human strength, then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. That's where we find our strength. Okay, so we're going to have difficulties. Yes, Mm-hmm. We're going to have insults. Oh, yes, we are. We're going to have distresses. It's just going to be a part of life. They don't go away because we get saved. Uh, we're going to have persecutions. Why? Because of Christ's sake. Uh, the devil doesn't have to tempt anybody that's trying to do wrong because they're going to go ahead and do wrong. Temptation comes when you're trying to do right. So when you are saved, when you're getting on the Lord's side, for those who may not know God but are curious and you want to do better, come on, that right there is being persecuted. Come on, for Christ's sake, for the sake of Christ. Come on, that's why we go through the temptations. The temptations, are that's what a temptation is. Yeah, because we're pressing. Uh, pressing toward the mark, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God through Christ Jesus. That's what we're doing. We're not playing here. We're turning away from sin as believers and we're turning to God. Hallelujah. That's what we're doing. Come on. So for the sake of Christ, for when I am weak in human strength, 
I can't seem to do it. Huh? Then I am strong. See, God comes in and strengthens us. That's what his grace does for us. His strength. But then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. Jesus, let your power rest on me. Hmm? Think about that prayer. We just read that his power, his strength, hallelujah. I'm going to be truly able to do that because his power is resting on me. His power is resting in me. His Holy Ghost power is, is working through me. So don't be discouraged when it comes. Just get in his face. Get in the Lord's face. Start praising him. That's why we start with the praise break. Usher him into the presence of where you are. Have have a Holy Ghost party. Just you and Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. And he'll. He'll come and sup with you. That's what he calls it, Old Testament, uh, King James Version, sup. He'll eat with you. He'll he'll hang out with you. He'll have a party with you. New Testament, Jesus said, come on. That's, That's what we do as believers. We don't give up. We press in and we ask him for strength and we thank him for it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I know there's somebody out there wanting to be saved. I know it is. I know that something in this word, it reached out to you. You had some questions. You weren't sure about how this thing operated. Well, you know, even as believers, you know, uh, newborns or needing to be reconciled, back, reconciled, backsliders. It was something in this message. I know. Because it's the word. See, the word of God is going to seek out and accomplish. It's going to do what it was intended to do. And today, today was talking about the strength. Lord, strengthen me. Lord, help me. Hmm? It's talking about God's strength. My strength comes from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If. If you need some strength from the Lord, hallelujah, you need some strength from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, which we all do. We all need some strength from the Lord. But sometimes we just need to be reminded of how it happens, how it works. Hmm? That we need to continue to turn away from sin. We need to continue to say no hmm, to sin and yes to God. We need to continually repent. Amen. And then we ask the Lord to save us. If you need to be saved, you want to be saved. hmm, start Start out by praying this prayer. Dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. 
I acknowledge to you that I am a sinner. And I am sorry for my sins and the life that I have lived. I need your forgiveness. Please forgive me for my sins. I repent and turn away from sin. And I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins. And I am now willing to turn from my sin. I repent and turn away from sin and I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins. And I am now willing to turn from my sin. Right now, I ask you, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior and Lord over my life and my soul. With my heart, I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. This very moment I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, transform my life so that I may bring glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And if you pray that prayer, you are on your way to having a closer, deeper relationship with God. Amen. And there are on our website, if you go to our website at uh, www.lfhhm.org, there's some uh, discipleship resources there. And you just click on the discipleship resources tab. And there's a pamphlet out there that explains what you just did and the process and of how to continue to grow in God. Amen. And I'm hoping it blesses you. You can also contact us and let us know if you need any prayer. If you're looking for a church home, we can help you with that uh, in your area. Amen. We just want you to walk in victory. Amen. God is awesome. Big shout out to our Facebookers today. Facebook. 
My sister Ro, God bless you. She says, I'm watching it. Thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen, sister Ro. Our uh, brother Kareem Jackson, he says, evening sister from here in the Philippine Islands. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Uh, uh, Deacon William King. Amen. God bless you, brother. Amen. God bless you. Now, we love, we love God's people. And these are some good people. And, you know, we just love people. Pray for one another. Definitely pray for me. Amen. Pray for me and my family. Praise God. Pray for us. Pray for your family, friends, and loved ones. Uh, pray that God will send people to you to minister to you. And uh, pray that... Um, that you grow in God. I pray that. Lord, show me what to do. God bless. Come on. Show me what to do. Help me, Lord. Give me strength. Amen to the Lord Jesus. So be it. He is a wonderful God. Well, we just hope that you're going to walk away encouraged. Praise God. Walk away encouraged and ready. Ready to do what's next. Mm -hmm. in the kingdom of God, what God has called you to do and to trust him at his word that he will strengthen you and he will help you do just that. Amen. Praise God. And I always say, if the Lord says the same, I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining the LFHHM broadcast together with him. Special thanks to the LFHHM volunteers, friends, and the consultants at Union Rock Hill Films. One God, One Church. Don't forget to check out the discipleship resources at www.lfhhm.org. There are also great volunteer opportunities. Click on the Contact Us tab and let us know you're interested. Be sure to subscribe, like, and sign up to review media notifications on events and updates. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest.